0: Did you know that you can choose at the beginning of the month, how much money you're going to have by the end of the month? It's called a budget. It's amazing. You know, you can choose at the beginning of the month, I'm going to end this month with this much money. Now, if you come to the end of the month and you've run out of money, you're not going to be blaming the phone company. You're not going to be blaming your landlord because you knew, you knew that those things were coming in. It's amazing though when it comes to church and when it comes to even involvement with organizations and whatever, it's so easy to blame everyone else and become a victim. Welcome to This Is Us podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Hansen, and my wife and I have the honor of serving alongside an amazing team as lead pastors of Hillsong Church in Denmark and Malmö. This podcast is a collection of short episodes regarding life, leadership, and culture. If you haven't done so already, please click follow and subscribe and as always if you find this to be valuable feel free to share it with others well we're in the middle of a collection of talks called trenches of life and leadership during world war one thousands of young men were recruited in the northern parts of england and there was a specific reason for that in the northern parts of england you find many mines and therefore that is where all the best diggers they were the situation was that The war that was being waged at this time was a trench warfare where thousands of kilometers and miles of trenches were being dug. So the soldiers needed to know how to dig and how to dig quickly, as this was their way of surviving. While there are aspects of life and leadership that never changes, it is not one size fits all. There's no two scenarios that are the same. There's no two people that are the same. So we we talked about some of the constants in life and leadership and One of the three main reasons for digging the trenches. You know, hindsight is the ability to look back and learn from one's mistakes, which is a great attribute. Better, though, is insight. Being able to look into something and work out the principles that make something work or not. Insight is what enables us to look at other people's mistakes and learn from them. But best of all, surely, is foresight. Being able to look ahead and see something ahead of time. In the Old Testament, in 1 Chronicles 12.32, there's a person named Issachar, who is just a really a footnote in the Bible. But he's described as having a tribe who are, quote, understood the times and knew what Israel should do. We live in a world that is constantly changing, now more so than ever. Shops are opening up and closing all the time. Businesses that don't manage to keep up with the times, they get left behind. And the same is true with churches. But if we're not careful, we can end up running around and chasing the latest fad, running after the last and the latest bandwagon in order to jump on it. Yes, we have to constantly evolve, but it must be done on the foundation of consistency. As a church, we often say our message is sacred, our method isn't. How sad it is when methods, they come before people, and sometimes even before the actual message that we preach. Yeah, I mean, the wrapping changes. Music is evolving, buildings are modernized, but at the end of the day, the message remains the same. As a church, it's always about Jesus, it has always been about Jesus, and it always will be about Jesus. So whether you pastor a church, or you lead a business, or just want to be part of bringing positive change around you, you have to know what are the constants and what are the changing elements. As a church, we understand, for example, that there are some weeks like Christmas and Easter, where we have to add extra services in order to make room for all the people. But, you know, whether it's a week with lots of people or a week with less people, the building blocks always remain the same. It's about loving God and loving people. It's about welcoming people home because life is constant and life is seasonal. I just think if we don't get this balance right, we can end up being frustrated because we don't understand why there's no apples on the tree in the middle of winter when they were there just a few months ago because we don't get seasons. So why am I using trenches as an example? The reason for that is because in the trenches, like in life, there were constants that would save a person's life. And then there were things they had to adapt to. Among some of the constants, for example, in trench warfare, I managed uh, to grab a trench warfare manual um, in London, England, a few years ago. And during the in the trench orders in Section 12, H&I, if you want to be completely specific and look it up later, these are two of the constant orders that everyone had to abide by. One of them is, and I quote, all deadlines of communication will be reeled up at once, end quote. And, quote, every man is to know the position of the company headquarters and the position of commander's shelter, end quote. I just think, man, what if we had the same urgency and conviction like these young soldiers on the front line not to accept a lack of communication? Have you ever tried to get hold of someone who said they had their mobile phone on them? My goodness. I mean, if there is something that tests my patience, you know, you call someone and they have a—I'm old enough to remember when you had to be home— at a certain time in order to get a phone call. You know, I call you at this time, and you had to protect the phone that no one had to be on it. I'm old enough for that. But these days, we have mobile, fo- mobile phones. They're phones that are mobile. But man, when someone says, I've got my phone on me, and they don't answer, you're like, hello? Are you there? Hello? Can I just encourage you? As a Christian, do not accept a dead devotional life. Do not accept that there's no communication between you and God. Make your Bible your constant companion. Ask yourself, what does it say about Jesus? That's your pointer. And what does it say about me? That's your mirror. Make that a priority. The trench orders continues in section 12K, and I quote, All officers must know the shortest route from their own headquarters to those of the company on their flanks and to their own battalion headquarters. End quote. When I think of our connect group leaders and team leaders here at church, I think of them as these officers. Not that we're telling others what to do or say, but our responsibility is to know how to point people to headquarters, to point people to Jesus. It's all part of loving God and loving people. I just think sometimes we just complicate things, like we just complicate things too much. It's about loving God and loving people. Ministry, it's never a career. It's a calling. It isn't a pathway to something else. It's a conviction to love God and love people. But when that's been said, there are also seasons we must take account for. In trench warfare, there were three main reasons for the trenches. Last week, we talked about to bite and hold, basically to dig in and hold your ground and wait. Today, we're going to talk about rest and recovery. Rest and recovery. This was the second reason why they would dig the trenches, so that those who were wounded, Those who were worn out, they could rest and recover. There are seasons where we cannot and we should not push ahead, but we just need to restore our energy, our soul, and our spirit. Remember, I'm not just talking about individuals, that you can have a church with several different departments or locations, and you might have a location in in one season and another location in a different season. So that's why we got to have a finger on the pulse to understand who needs to bite and hold and who needs to rest and recover. You see, as leaders, the best thing you can give others is a healthy you. So you got to understand, when do I need to just rest and recover? Not just keep pushing ahead, but to rest and recover. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm not going to lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. You see, there are seasons where we won't push, but we need to restore our energy, restore our soul and spirit, because the best thing you can give others is a healthy you. That's about loving life. It's okay if you're in that season right now, And it's okay if someone that you lead are in that season. Truth is, we all end up in this season eventually. But that's the beauty about a season. It's not constant. It's a season. So there is a beginning and there is an end. And if we do the season right, we will recover, we will be rested, and we can move into the next season. So could I just ask you a few questions just for you to consider? In terms of you resting, in terms of you recharging and you recovering, how is your soul? What, what makes you happy? How do you recharge? Do you know how to recharge? We all must be recharged emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally. How do you recharge? You might not be, you know, know yourself well enough to even know how you recharge. I remember a few years ago, I just didn't know how to recharge. I didn't know even what I liked. And I remember speaking to one of my friends and I said, hey, do you want to just go on this discovery tour? Where we just try different hobbies and different things. And we just try and figure out what actually recharges me. Let me let me just say this to you and that is don't apply spiritual principles to natural problems. Don't apply spiritual principles to natural problems. It's amazing in a church context where we can suddenly go oh my gosh, you know, I feel like there's dark energy fighting my health. It's like, no, you're just like eating sugar all the time and you don't work out and you don't go to the gym. It's like it's, it, there's not a spiritual problem here. It's a physical problem. It's like, oh, the enemy is attacking my finances. No, you just don't have a budget or a job, you know. So don't apply spiritual principles to natural problems. But you've got to learn how do you recharge, for example, after Sunday, Sunday for me is my workday. That's where all the adrenaline is still in my body. Now, if adrenaline doesn't get burned off, adrenaline actually causes our body to go into an anxiety kind of state of mind where I'm suddenly in my feelings rather than in my logic. So for me, a, 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 a consistent pattern that I have is Monday morning, the first thing I do after dropping the kids at school is that I'm in the gym. I'm burning off the adrenaline. That is part of me recharging. So how do you recharge? What makes you happy? It might be reading a book, going for a walk, going for a run, watching a movie, spend time with someone, be alone, whatever it is, go to a cafe, whatever it is that you need. I want to encourage you on a practical note, have the talk with your close friends, have a talk with your partner, with your spouse, have a talk with your leader, your connect group leader. Over time, they will read the signs. You know, now these days, if I get home and my wife, catches, she looks at me and she can see, man, that was a big day at the office or something went down, she will order me out of the house, go to the gym, go to a cafe, go for a run. Whatever it is that you need right now, go and do it. Who is in your life that sees you, that loves you, and that knows what you need? One of the trench orders in section one and two, it says, And I quote, by night, the officer on duty will frequently patrol the trench line to see that the soldiers are alert, continues in section two, and in places which have the reputation of being dangerous, no man should ever be posted alone, end quote. You see, none of us should be doing this alone. We have a saying in our church, no one fights alone. And I want to encourage you to find someone that you can do this journey with. So what's the key to rest and recovery season? The key to the rest and recovery season is, do not let your guards down. It's easy when you're wounded. It's easy when you're tired to let your guards drop, to let your guards down. But we've got to be aware that things can take you out. There was a king in the Old Testament called King David, and at a time when he was supposed to be out and doing his business and getting on with his purpose, at a time when kings would go out and expand and defend their territory. He was home. He got sloppy. He let his guards down and he ended up making fatal mistakes that cost him so much of his own life and of his kingdom. So, as you get to know your own soul, you can know when you need rest and recovery. We have a saying in our church that says, Choose when you're strong, who you're going to be when you're weak. Did you know that you can choose at the beginning of the month how much money you're going to have by the end of the month? It's called a budget. It's amazing. You know, you can choose at the beginning of the month, I'm going to end this month with this much money. Now, if you come to the end of the month and you've run out of money, you're not going to be blaming the phone company. You're not going to be blaming your landlord because you knew. You knew that those things were coming in. It's amazing, though, when it comes to church and when it comes to even involvement with organizations and whatever, it's so easy to blame everyone else and become a victim. Well, the reason why I don't have any energy is because of this. The reason I don't have any time is because of that. It's like, no, we are responsible for our own money. Just like we are responsible for our own time, we are responsible for our own energy. I want to encourage you. Choose when you're strong, who you're going to be when you're weak. So budget your money, yes, but budget your time, but also budget your energy. If you know you're about to go through a season that's going to require a lot of energy from you, You've got to also look at the input. How am I going to recover from this? Where is my input going to be? I know if I'm in a week where there's a lot of output, I'm scheduling in, in my calendar. I need moments of input so that I don't run into the red. And then remember, while we're in this season, because it is a season, while we recover, we still love God and love people. Those are the constants that never change. Thank you for listening to This Is Us podcast. Whether you listen to them as an individual or as a team, we hope that they add value to you. Make sure to click follow or subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you for joining us. We are who we are. This is us.